Real life, real talk, real wisdom. Welcome to Cross Culture. I'm your host, Chris Gunawardena. At Cross Culture, we are a community of believers that is focused on aligning our thinking with God's purpose for our lives so that we can impact the culture. This is Cross Culture. Welcome to Cross Culture. I'm your host, Chris Gunawardena, and today we're going to talk about the four pillars of purpose. So when you think about your life and what you're here on this earth to do, God has given us four pillars of how we can figure out what we're truly, truly called to do. You have to figure out in your life what you were put on this earth to do. What is your intent and purpose for your life? Is it just here to exist? Is it just here to earn money, to live a life, to get married, have some kids, and die? Is that it? Is that the purpose of your life? No. I believe our purpose is really contained in how we can impact culture. Without impacting other people, we're not really having a true purpose in our lives. You know, when I think about um, these past couple of years, going through COVID and the things that, that transpired, I lost all of my grandparents within the past two years. Now, I was blessed to have relationships with all of my grandparents. But the most impactful thing for me was attending the funerals for them and hearing the stories of all the impact that they had on other people's lives. That to me showed that in their time on this earth, they truly achieved God's purpose for their lives because they improved the lives of others, and helped others achieve the dream and purpose that God had for their lives. And I'm a firm believer that what you help make happen for someone else, God will make happen for you. So our life's journey is not one that is done alone, but it's done with a connection to others to help others. We're going to go to our foundational scripture for today which is found in the book of Joshua. Now, if you're looking at really who Joshua was, he is the, the leader of the children of Israel who took over after Moses passed away. Now, one thing that is very pivotal about Joshua is that he had a good relationship with God and was groomed as a leader of the Israelites. There's Um, Several verses earlier before the book of Joshua that talk about that even when Moses would leave the tabernacle of meeting where God would visit Moses, Joshua would remain there as a young man. So he was groomed and had that background in having a relationship with God and understanding that God's purpose for him was for him to take over as the leader of the children of Israel. So when we pick up in the book of Joshua chapter 1, Verse 8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So a couple of things that really pop out to me in this scripture is observing to do according to all that is written in it. I think a lot of times we want 
the get rich quick or the overnight success without having to obey the instructions. You know, one thing that I am terrible at is baking. I don't claim to be a baker. My wife is a fantastic baker. But the reason I have problems baking is I don't always like to follow the instructions. You know, the way I figure is a little extra flour, a little extra milk, one extra egg won't hurt it. But at the end result, it doesn't come out well. And it's sometimes, to be honest, not edible. But when we follow God's instructions for our lives, that is the way to make our way prosperous and obtain good success. The other aspect of it is that the Bible makes a definition or a a differentiation between good success and bad success by putting the descriptive word of good in the second part of that verse, which means you can have bad success. Now, good success, I think we can understand that as um, the achievement of what God has for us in our lives. Now, what does bad success look like? Bad success would be, I have all of the things that the world says I should have. I have a fancy car. I have a nice house. But I, bad success would look like, I divorce my wife. My kids don't talk to me. I have not spent time investing in my family. I'm stressed out. I have ulcers. I'm uh, so stricken with stress that I can't function in my life. But yet I have the money. I have the house. I have the cars. That would be bad success. Good success would be that I achieve the financial levels that I want to achieve, but I do so having a godly family, a godly marriage, godly children, and have peace in my heart for what I'm doing. So I think that differentiation allows us to understand what it is we should be going after to achieve in our lives. Now, a key aspect to this, for then you will make your way prosperous. It doesn't say that God will make your way prosperous. I want to make this differentiation. A lot of times when we are believers and we've talked to people in churches for years, they are waiting on God for God to do something for them financially. You know, I've, I've had the privilege to talk to a lot of young adults and um, to a lot of seasoned people in the faith. And a lot of times the excuse from them is they're waiting on God to open a door for them or waiting for God to give them some sort of opportunity that never comes. A lot of times, the reason that never comes is that you already have the gifts, talents, and abilities inside of you to be successful. But it's up to you to activate those ingredients to unlock what God has for you. I think a lot of times we cheat ourselves out of achieving the levels of of success that we're supposed to have because we're not willing to put in the work. And a lot of times, the reason we're not willing to put in the work is that we don't want the risk of being proved wrong or looking like a fool. And I think that cheats a lot of people out of achieving what God has for them. So I'm encouraging you, take that risk, take that step of faith to do what God has called you to do. Again, this says, For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. And I think that's what we're all after. We're all after achieving success, but having good success that allows us to have a balanced life, that allows us to enjoy our families, that allows us to 
have contentment and joy and peace, and truly be a well-rounded individual. We're going to go now to the book of Psalms, and we're going to look at chapter 1. So it says in Psalms chapter 1, verse 2, it says, and I'll read from verse 1, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So, key elements of this verse. Number one, truly delighting yourself in the law of the Lord and meditating on it day and night. Also reference back to what we just read in the book of Joshua, where it talked about meditating on it day and night. Now, what does it realistically mean? God's expectation is not that you're going to keep reading this verse 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But the understanding is that you have God's word in your heart. And when you have it in your heart, it should come out of your mouth and be in your thinking. So that if you come up against a situation of adversity, you have something to draw from. You know, in the previous episode, we had talked about wisdom being the toolbox that your purpose draws from. This is really how you improve your toolbox by really reading God's word and reading the things that God has put inside of his word to help you be successful in this thing called life. And you notice what it says. It says that he shall be, which is talking about us, we shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season. It doesn't say it brings forth fruit 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It says it brings forth fruit in its season. I think it's so critical as believers, as people that call themselves people of faith, that we understand that we go through seasons in our life. Sometimes we're going through a season of harvest, right? Where we have plenty, where we're just seeing all of the things that we've been working on coming to fruition. And we're gaining so much financial success, spiritual success, mental success, where everything that we're doing, we're starting to see the fruits of it. But then we all go through these periods of seed time and seed time is the most difficult because if you think about how you harvest a a crop, where does it start off? You have to till the ground, break the ground to prepare it for the seed. Then you have to plant the seed. Then you have to water the seed and tend to the garden until such time as the fruit comes forth. Well, guess what? That time when you're uh, doing seed time, is the hardest time because you're not seeing the fruits of your labor. It's not instant. You know, usually in life, things that sound too good to be true usually are. And that goes the same with anything that you want to build in life does not come quickly. So there's seed time and harvest for everything that you want to achieve in your life. So some of you may be going through a seed time, but understand that seed time is not forever and harvest is coming. It is on its way because God is not a man that he should lie and God's word will not return to him void. So if the Bible tells you that your fruit is coming in its season and you haven't seen your fruit yet, 
It just means that it isn't your season yet, but your season is coming. And watch out for it in 2023. It says also, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Very key point of this verse, whose leaf also shall not wither. What does that mean? You know, during a, a time of growth and a time of transition in a crop, let's say for an orange tree, for example, the leaves will be green. The tree will start to bring forth a blossom. That blossom will eventually turn into an orange. But during that time, the tree doesn't die in that process. The tree remains green and vibrant even during the time that the fruit is being formed. So what God says is that he will preserve you even during those times of transition when your fruit is not there, that God will preserve you. It says, whose leaf also shall not wither. God will not allow you to wither away during your time while your fruit is being prepared. So don't lose heart. Don't lose focus. As the the word says in the book of Joshua, be strong and courageous for the Lord your God is with you. So continue to push through because it says at the end of verse 3, whatever you do shall prosper. Critical. Let's go to the book of Proverbs chapter 19. Proverbs is a book that if you read a proverb a day, you can really increase your wisdom. Proverbs is truly a book that gives us the tools of everyday life and really teaches us how to navigate being a Christian in every season of life. You know, the the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, see a man diligent in his work. He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. What that means is that God will bring you into the company of people that can put you into the position that God wants you to be in. But the only way that you can do that is if you're diligent in the work that God gives you to do. But we're here in the book of Proverbs, chapter 19, verse 20. And we'll start at verse 19 just to get some pretext. A man of great wrath will suffer punishment, for if you rescue him, you will have to do it again. Listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. So I want to go back to here to verse 20. Listen to counsel and receive instruction. So I think that's something... In modern times, we are very open to receiving instruction. And you can see that, um, as we've talked about in in the previous episode, you can see that in how much people are investing in audiobooks, um, self-improvement, going to seminars, and really trying to increase and get more understanding to get more counsel and receive instruction. I think people are really invested in that, to gain that wisdom. But I believe where we, where we lack the follow-through is applying the wisdom that we learned. You know, one thing that um, some of the coaches that I, I listen to, what they say is, don't go for another seminar until you've applied what you've learned at the previous seminar. So if you're going for a seminar in January, don't go for another seminar until you have applied everything that you learned in that seminar. Because a lot of times what we do is we gain this knowledge, we keep it on the back shelf, and then we say, well, this new knowledge sounds great, but I haven't applied what I've learned previously. So make sure that we apply first 
before we take on something else to learn. When your success is based upon the achievement of some metric versus the accomplishment of your purpose, you're always going to be chasing numbers. And that's something that we don't want to be um, as believers. Now, as we go into understanding what our purpose is, the four pillars of what purpose is, we're going to talk about position, people, problem, and provision. Position, people, problem, and provision. So we talked about God having a purpose and a plan for your life. And we talked about really meditating on God's word so that we can receive instruction of what to do and how to do it in our lives. So once you've gotten this instruction and you've gotten the, you've really meditated on the word to make your way prosperous, you now tap into what it is that establishes what your purpose is in life. Now, what do I mean by position? Position is your influence, authority, access, and control that you have in your life. Now, this could be the position of being a CEO. This could be the position of being an entrepreneur. This could be the position of being a fireman, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever profession or career that you find yourself in, or maybe it's to be a pastor, a minister of the gospel, or maybe a worship leader. Your position is, again, your influence, authority, access, and control. Now, people. What are your people? Your people are the demographic, age, culture, and um, basically type of person that you resonate with. So you may have this position of CEO um, of a company, but you may resonate well with young adults in the age group of 18 to 30. So you may have your position established, but that position gives you access to resonate with a people. And why is that important? I think in order for us to have maximum impact with our purpose, we have to understand what people we are called to. And trust me when I say this, we are all called to a people. We are all called to a people that we're supposed to help, a people we're supposed to influence. And God needs the application of our position in order to impact the people. Now, we get to the third pillar of purpose, which is problem. Okay, now what do I mean by that? The problem is, what problem are you here to solve? What problem do you help solve for the people? Now, I'll give an example. You could be a CEO of a, a corporation. You're, that's your position, the people that you're called to is young adults. What problem do you solve for those young adults? You help them to figure out their path to being an entrepreneur or to achieving success. That is the problem you help solve, right? So in order to achieve that, you have to have all three of those things in alignment, your position, the people, and you're solving a problem for them. The last leg of this is provision. So you can have position, you can have people, you can understand the problem you're supposed to solve, but if you don't have provision, you have nothing to give the people. And that's critical. 
you know, a lot of times we can think that, hey, I've got the position, I've got the people, I know what problem I'm solving. But if you don't have the provision to really help, then you cannot have an impact. And provision, what does that mean? It means money, resources, talent, time, everything that it's going to take to truly invest to accomplish your purpose. Really, these four pillars are the legs on a stool. And you can think of the base of that stool where you sit is your purpose. If you miss one of these four pillars, you're going to be off balance and you won't be able to support the weight of your purpose if you don't have these four pillars in place. Now, you may say, you know what, Chris, I, I believe in what you're saying, but I lack provision. Well, if you lack provision, it's not the fullness of your purpose. For example, I can know that the position that I'm supposed to have is a missionary. The problem that I'm going to go solve is I'm going to help the underprivileged in another country gain access to uh, medical uh, coverage, whether that's um, getting a doctor out there or giving them uh, attention to their medical needs that they have. But if you don't have the provision, what good is it having the position, the people, and understanding the problem? You still need provision to meet the needs of the purpose that you were called to. So that's why it's critical that you have all four pillars. Now, one thing you have to understand is God never gives you a vision unless he gives you provision. So if you haven't reached that point where you've gotten the provision that you have, you got to go look back at the previous three pillars to make sure that you are in the right position, the right people, and solving the right problem. Because God would never put you in a position to accomplish a purpose that he didn't equip you for. Now, a lot of times we miss things because in the spirit, things are in timing. There's a rhythm to how things flow in the spirit realm. God lines things up in a way that if you miss your window of opportunity, you have to now wait for things to come around again for you to reach that same level of provision that you would have achieved if you had just listened to God in the first time. You know, one of the things in my life when I've been really trying to seek after God and, and really pursue Him, I end up going back to what was the last instruction God gave me that I heard Him on, and I go back to that. And maybe it's that I haven't achieved or focused or completed that task to the best of my ability. And usually when I go back to where I last heard God, God will meet me at that point and give me the guidance on how to achieve the next step. A lot of the reasons why God doesn't show us the end at the beginning is he doesn't want us to mess things up because I know a lot of times we can get in our own way. You know, a lot of times we can see what God wants to do and we just think that God needs a little bit of help to get to where we want to go. But in the end, God wants you to accomplish the purpose for your life in his way, in his timing. Your provision is already in position. Let me say that again. Your provision is already in position. You just have to figure out what it is that you're called to do. And as you go after that, understanding the position, the people, and the problem, God will always give you the provision to accomplish the purpose that he has created for your life. A lot of times, 
You know, if we think about the things that have gone out of circulation, you know, when I was a kid on Friday nights, we would go to Blockbuster Video to go and select a VHS tape. Then, you know, they, they got into DVDs towards the end, but you would go select something to watch on a Friday night at home. Um, I remember the, the sign that it used to say on those videotapes, it would say, be kind, rewind, because they wanted you to rewind the VHS tape before you turned it back in. But how many of you know that quickly got replaced by Netflix? Now with Netflix, I don't need to uh, go and go to a actual retail location and rent a video. I can do Netflix from the comfort of my home and watch all the movies and videos of my childhood at uh, the click of a remote. But how many of you know that um, there's actually a story published about that? When Netflix was first starting, they approached Blockbuster Video and said, hey, would you want to join in on this venture and invest? And Blockbuster balked at that idea. And guess who ended up being in the driver's seat as things changed? Netflix did. And Blockbuster went out of business. I say that to say you have to understand what time and what place and what people you're called to um, to minister to because there is a time and a place for you to achieve your purpose. And if you don't do that in the time that you're supposed to, your purpose will pass you by and you will not reach that, that contentment and that level of peace in your life that you're supposed to have. And you most certainly will not be able to accomplish the fullness of the purpose that God has for you. You know, when we continue to look at um, what these verses are telling us about the um, the meditation on God's word and the increasing in wisdom, we have to understand that our personal development is important, but it's a development with a purpose. I'm not developing myself just to improve myself. I'm improving myself so that I can be a blessing to other people. And having that objective in mind helps us to be rooted and grounded in the fact that I am created on purpose for a purpose. And when I understand that aspect of my life, I'm able to go after doing things in a way that allows me to not only be a blessing to myself, but to also be a blessing to others. And I think when we continue to push forward in understanding what it means to operate in this culture, in this society right now, we continue to understand that we have to live a cross-culture lifestyle. And what I mean by that is, that we live contrary to what the culture and what society tells us to do. Instead of being me-focused, we have to be we-focused and understand that we're put on this earth not to fulfill the desires for ourselves, but we're here to meet the needs of others, to help others, to allow others to um, impact their own lives and reactivate the purpose that God has for them. Because everyone is born with an innate ability to accomplish a specific task or goal. And it's our life's journey to figure out what our purpose is. And at the end of the day, if I can help someone else accomplish their purpose, then I've achieved my mission for my life. Thanks again for tuning in to Cross Culture. We'll see you on the next episode.
This is Chris Gunawardena from Cross Culture. If you like the content you've been seeing, please click to subscribe. God bless you.